Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. Today, I'm going to deal with the cancer that is spreading throughout our nation, our schools, our children, our homes, our churches, and even our mental health. Now listen to the next words, because this is the title of part one of a sermon series. Are we called to be woke or awake? Now before you judge me and get offended at me and mad at me, because you think you know what it means to be woke, stay with me for a few more minutes. Oh, it's quiet in here. I can tell. I can tell, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Even in my church. You, if it's quiet in my church, me preaching this, can you imagine me preaching in some of these other churches? I probably wouldn't even make it to the end of the sermon. Boy, the pastor would be like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. You're going to run my tithers off. Excuse me, I got bills to pay. Excuse me, I can't pay the light bill if you run off the money, people. Part one is called something that you may have not heard yet, the term. But I'm going to show you this is what it is. Part one of are we called to be woke or awake is this. The cancer that is spreading throughout our nation, our schools, our children, our homes, our churches, and even our mental health is the religion of wokeism. The religion. Of wokeism. And everybody that says they're woke don't mean that they have fall, fallen into the religion of wokeism. I'm not talking about somebody that uses the term woke to literally mean what it's supposed to mean, which was a modern uh, slur of awake, meaning my eyes are open, I'm enlightened. We should be enlightened. I mean, as if anybody should have their eyes open, if anybody should know the truth about what's going on and what has happened in the past, it should be the body of Christ. Am I preaching good already? But I'm not talking about an awareness. An awareness and a true enlightenment to the spiritual attack that we are under would not be a religion. Because God does not operate in religion. Oh, for those of you that are gets real spooky, it's 11-11. Ooh, some of y'all be like, ooh, what he's about to say right now is going to be life-changing because it's 11-11. <laughs> 11-plus-11 is what? 11-plus-11 is what? What year is this? Oh my God. Take your pill right now. Take that pill right now. Oh, you missed it. It's 11 12. You missed your moment. You missed your moment. You didn't take you didn't take ownership of the moment. The reality is this. What you hear today and what you will hear in the coming weeks, you will not hear from most pastors. 
You've already heard stuff that you wouldn't hear, and I ain't even got in it. Why? They are terrified to address it or simply even to explain it. In fact, they think the answer is to embrace it. And more and more churches we are seeing move from the relationship with the, that is called the true church into becoming a religious organization. Religion is man's way of taking something simple and making it difficult. The Bible says the simplicity of the gospel is, is so simple that it confounds the wise. Oh, I'm preaching good. Those that are intelligent, those that consider themselves enlightened, can accept the fact that God became man in the form of a baby in a virgin and was born. They can't accept it rationally, that he lived a sinless life, began ministry at age 30, and in three and a half years of ministry, and one act, in one moment, with three words on the cross, it is finished. And three days later, a stone was rolled away, and they can't believe that he walked out in, in resurrected form. And this man literally changed the world. Is it not interesting? That the religion of wokeism, the religion of wokeism embraces every other world religion except one, Christianity. Do you know why? Because the religion of wokeism is open to many paths to God. But Christianity is very, very, very against it. In fact, the founder of Christianity, his name is Jesus. His, his last name was not Christ. Christ is who he is and who he was. It means the Messiah and the anointed one. It was Jesus Christ, the founder of everything we believe that said the words that causes wokeism, the religion of wokeism, to not want to have anything to do with the true preaching of the gospel because our founder said, I am the way, the truth, and the life and the light, and no man gets to the Father which is in heaven except they come through me. Uh-huh. Listen, I, like you, one day will stand before God and we, give, we will give an account. The Bible says for every idle word that we speak, but I want to say that we will give an account for the years, the months, the weeks, the days, the hours, the minutes, and the seconds that we have been given. Everyone will be held accountable for that. But I just feel, and I can't, I can't prove this biblically. This is the gospel according to Larry. I just feel there's a greater sense of accountability on us. Because if we believe that we are the final generation, then we have to understand that in all the people that have ever existed, our God trusted us in this moment. So what are we going to be? Are we going to be an echo of the religion of wokeism? Or are we going to be a voice that will wake up the mighty men? That will wake up the mighty women of God? That will wake up the sleeping giant known as the church? I'm preaching better than you shout.
spitting all over myself up here. I will not be told by my God when I stand before him that I failed to be a voice that could have saved someone's eternity. I will take ownership of this moment. I will take ownership of this moment. I thought somebody would say that themselves instead of just letting one man up here take on. I said, I will take ownership of this moment. Can I tell you something? If I ever say something up here that, that I'm saying it over myself and it sits well with you, you got freedom to shout it out over yourself. Because I don't preach stuff up here that's just for me. Everything I'm preaching up here is for us. Quit setting me up on some kind of pedestal that makes, makes you think that I can do something that you can't do. The same God that's in me, on me, and working through me is the same God that's in you and on you and working through you. I wish I had somebody that would shout, preach, preach up. The book of James. Nobody likes most woke people. Woke churches, the religion of wokeism, don't like to read James. Now, the religion of wokeism is not a new religion because there's nothing new under the sun. It's been around since people have been around because at its core is a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Do you know even when King James in the 1600s commissioned them to translate the Bible into English, which is known as the King James Version. Oh, and by the way, here's a little nugget for you. For those that are die-hard King James Version. I ain't got nothing against that. I've, I've read and memorized King James Version. But you want to say, I believe in the authorized version 1611. Uh, no, you don't. Because what the King James Version that you have right now is not 1611. Go online and look up King James Version, actual 1611, authorized 1611, and you can't even read it. I mean, it's in the Kang's language. Huh? Are y'all hearing me? You can't even read it. But I'm thankful for it. Because it was the first version that put it in our language so we could read it. Do you know that in that day, in the midst of those that were trying to put together the 66 books that we call our Bible, there were voices in the room that wanted to leave James out. There were people in the 1600s that said, this don't seem to fit. The doctrine of grace. This don't seem to fit that we're not saved by works lest any man should boast, but rather grace. We want a Bible that don't talk anything about works. But now you want to put a book in here that says faith without works is dead. They didn't like James. But God made sure that James was in there. Because if James wasn't in there, there'd be a lot of people walking down a road that they shouldn't be walking down. James said things like this, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation. It was James that laid out the seven stages of backsliding. 
that shows us how a person will backslide in their faith. Faith without works is dead. But it's also James that says something very profound to the moment. Somebody say the moment. Say it loud. I take ownership of the moment. Here's the key. Because God, through His Word, commanded me to. Okay, let's see what James says. Here's one of the reasons why they didn't like James. James chapter 4, verse 13. Come now, you who say, he's calling them out, y'all. He's calling them out. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit, verse 14. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, somebody shout instead. How many knows that's a rebuke? The first part was, let me tell you, I know what you're saying about the moment. You keep saying, you keep putting things off because you don't want to deal with them right now. You keep saying, ah, let's don't upset the apple cart. Let's go slow. Let's take it easy. Let's operate in grace. Let's operate in mercy. We don't need to say things like that now because if we do, oh, if we go that harsh, that hard, that fast, we're going to lose so many people. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that next week. He says, you don't even understand what life is. You think you know what life is. You're living your life constantly expecting a tomorrow. Can I bring it down for you? Are you, are you quiet because you're taking it in? Can I bring it down to this room? Can I make it real for the people that's in this room? It don't get no more real than what I'm about to say. There is someone in this room. No one knows who it is, including that person. That is absolutely closer to death than anyone else in this room. It could be me. It could be you. It could be five years from now. It literally could be today. We don't know. But there is a person in this room who has less time to live than anyone else in this room. Who is it? Will you automatically go to those that you know that has cancer, to those that you know that has heart disease, to those that you know that their kidneys are shutting down, or to those that you know that may be in their 70s, 80s, or 90s? Have you not lived a life long enough to know that that has nothing to do in just a moment? A teenager can be gone. A child can be gone. Somebody who's in perfect health, who jogs 10 miles a day and eats nothing but, my God, kale, can die of a heart attack. Because we don't know what's going on inside of us sometimes. It's a vapor. Just like that it can go. Instead, you ought to say this. If the Lord wills, we shall live 
and do this or that. Those things that you've purposed in your heart to do tomorrow, do them today. If the Lord wills. You ever heard your grandma say that? Well, if the Lord's willing. That's where it came from. Right here. That's where that saying came from. If the Lord's willing. Well, can I help you? The Lord is willing. While you're praying on the will of the Lord, let me help you. It's the will of the Lord. Well, am I supposed to preach the gospel? I just need to make sure it's the will of the Lord. It's the will of the Lord. Well, I just got to pray about it. Am I supposed to give to missions? Am I supposed to sow into missions? It's the will of the Lord. How dare you think that I have the audacity. You can tell me what the will of the Lord is. I'm not telling you what the will of the Lord is. He told you what the will of the Lord is. I'm trying to get to my sermon. But now, watch this. Here's wokeism. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, somebody shout therefore. That's a big word, right? Everything I say is set up by this next statement. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Woo, there's that cuss word nobody wants to talk about, but it's the one thing we all got in common. Sin. Oh, it's a sin to lie. It's a sin uh, to commit this. It's a sin to commit that. Well, watch this. James said, if you know what you're supposed to be doing and you ain't doing it, you're in sin. If you're supposed to be speaking against evils of the world, declaring that this is the devil, and you're not, you're in sin. Pastors that watch me, because I know you do, because you want to you wanna see. Can I be real? I love you, pastors, but let's be real, because I don't want this for you. But here's the reality. You like to watch a preacher that ain't scared to say it while you're still scared to say it. Because what I'm saying, you feel, but you, you don't think you got the guts to say it. Well, can I tell you something? If you're watching and that hit home with you, I declare and releasing you right now a boldness like you never thought you could ever have. And you're going to stand up and take ownership of the moment. Here we go. If you stay silent when Roe v. Wade is overturned, you are in sin. I put a jacket on today and some, and some fancy shoes and a button shirt. Mm-hmm. You, you approve? Did my cultural advisor approve? I got the thumbs up for my cultural advisor. Hey, pastors, why is it that you hashtag every other little moment that all the rest of the world is embracing and you too scared to say from the pulpit because you say you're worried about it not sounding compassionate? 
that you ought to be at least excited that for the first time in 50 years, you now get to preach in a pulpit in a nation that the curse of the spirit of Moloch has been removed. My God, what, what is wrong with you? I know what it is you're worried about money. But here's the reality. If you, while you're trying to hold on to your money, you done forgot that if you go woke, you go broke. Because ultimately, God ain't going to put his favor on a religion that is against the word of God. I got five people that's helping me preach. The rest of you wondering, well, I don't know if I'm coming back next week or not. If you don't come back next week and you ain't working and you ain't in the hospital, you're going to tell on yourself. I, if I was you, I'd come back next week just, just so that nobody would know that you was even bothered by it. If you join the religion of the culture of the world and embrace the practices and the doctrines of a world who does not believe in Jesus... You have bought in and you are living in sin. Silence is not the voice of compassion. It is the voice of defeat. Shouting is the voice of victory. Ain't nobody ever won a battle and came back and got, was quiet about it. Nobody ever took a moment of silence when they knew they just won a war. But when you will, you know you won a war. The whole camp is blowing the trumpet. The whole camp is shouting. They're not being silent. My God, I wish I had somebody that would roar. That would roar knowing that God has won the battle. Silence is the voice of defeat. Shouting is the voice of victory. So let's deal with, in the next 25 minutes, the religion of wokeism. The religion of wokeism, notice that I'm not just saying woke. I'm saying the religion of wokeism because I'm not here to judge anyone who's ever said, stay woke, don't ever stop being woke. I get what you're saying if you're saying it as a godly person with the right attitude, reminding people of who they are in God. Don't let nobody take your freedoms from you. Don't let nobody tell you what you can do and what you can't do when you decide that God has told you to do it. God is the one that gives you the freedom. Okay? So I'm not judging anybody. I'm addressing a very specific church that has been planted generations ago. And as the true remnant church seems to be shrinking, and more and more pastors are quitting, and more and more churches are closing, this church is exploding. Well, do they have pastors? Unfortunately, yes. Not only, do they, not only do they have voices that are speaking on media that has nothing to do with the church, but they now have actual pastors that are buying in to the religion of wokeism. It has taken over our culture. But let me tell you what the religion of wokeism is, and this is my definition of it. It is an umbrella that covers everything and anything that someone feels there was an injustice involved or feel hurt 
about anything. Used to, and I'm not talking about the serious sins of this nation. I'm talking about used to if we got our feelings hurt or if somebody preached to us in a church service that stepped on our toes, we, we put on our big boy or big girl pants and got over it and came back to church. But now we can't handle anything, any hurt. I mean, we have become such a society that we have now glamorized mental issues. TikTok has transformed. Did I say it right, TikTok? Is that right? Has trans. Wait a minute, am I having a brain freeze? Is it really called TikTok? Download. The clock is ticking. Never thought about why it's called TikTok. Because it's the enemy realizing he's running out of time. So he had to invent something that could quickly change the mindset of a world. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Download. We have people on TikTok, young people on TikTok, that are now getting excited. I've seen these videos. Oh, I... I just found out today that, that I suffer from a mental illness. You think I'm being funny. Am I telling the truth? I'm like, and they're like, tag me down below if you've got mental issues like me. And I'm like, first of all, these are our youth pastors, and they're both shouting to me that it's true. While you think I'm being silly, the ones that are speaking into your teenagers that have TikTok are telling me it's absolutely true what I'm saying. Glorifying a goal of one day having mental issues so that you can finally get the compassion that you desire. And people will be able to look the other way do you say or do anything you want to do now because, oh, they've got mental issues. It's almost like a badge of honor. Now, some of these issues are mental issues, but a lot of these that are being called mental issues in the religion of wokeism is, because remember what I've told you many times before, I wish I had three, three more hours to preach this because I'm, I'm dealing with some devils right now. Remember, I've told you that all the devil has ever done has always been a pathetic and cheap imitation of what God does. So he has successfully renamed demons as mental issues and gender identities and pronouns. We're used to if somebody looked at you and goes, well, one day I've got this, this voice that speaks to me, and I'm a guy. And tomorrow I've got this other voice that speaks to me, and I'm a girl. And this one, I'm, I'm a child. This one, I'm a child. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to tell you what's real. And then some days I'm a cat. 
Some days I identify as a dog and a horse or a monkey. Are you hearing me? And the day that I am a cat, you will meow at me. I'm telling you facts. This is the world we live in. And these are the videos that are going viral. Remember what Paul said in Romans? That last generation will love the creation more than the creator. In other words, they will determine themselves to be God. And they, whatever they feel to do, whatever they feel to say, is the gospel in their religion. Preaching good. Just cause somebody hurt your feelings. Let me make it real for the church. Just cause somebody in the church hurts your feelings. Where do you think God ever gave you the right to then spend the rest of your life bashing the church? Do you think anybody in the church hurt Paul's feelings? Have you read your Bible? The church was the ones that offended him more than anything. But he kept going back to it. Let me tell you something about Paul. Study the travels of Paul. Paul was called, he understood that he was called to preach to the Gentiles. But you know what he did? Every town he went into, every place in his journeys he went to, he went to the temple first. He preached to the church. I'm preaching good. I'm going to go fast because i got to read a lot of stuff. I realize, I, I realize it will make some people feel uncomfortable what I'm about to say and preach over the next few weeks. You will not know if to shout me down, clap me down, give me an amen, get offended, walk out, go to the bathroom. Truthfully, there are people. I, got just, I just got to tell you what God told me to write. Truthfully, there are people that are in this room right now, and certainly those that are watching online that would say one of the following statements. I am most definitely, don't, don't shout me on this one. Let me finish the four before you shout me down, okay? Just hold your shouts for just a minute. You won't hardly ever hear me say that. Hold your shouts till I get done. There are some people that say, well, I'm most definitely, Pastor, anti-wokeism. Others will say, well, I can relate to some aspects of being woke. Others will say, I am certainly woke and not ashamed of it. And finally, there will be others going, what is woke? Because you don't even know how, you, you still got a flip phone. I miss the days of flip phones. I'll be honest with you. To this day, there ain't never been a phone like the Razor. I mean, that thing was indestructible. The funny thing is, and actually it's not funny, about all of those responses, or most of them, they will emphatically pop off one of those without even knowing what wokeism is. They embrace the word, or they're against the word, based solely on what they think it stands for, or what some vo voice has told them it means. If you're for wokeism, it's because you listen to woke voices. Supposedly. But if you're against wokeism, you listen to voices that are so-called anti-woke. But the truth is, you can't trust the people that are anti-woke. 
because they're anti-national woke, but many of them are not embracing Jesus. Just because you watch a YouTube channel that lines up with some of the things that you believe socially, economically, and politically doesn't mean that that person should be a voice to speak into you spiritually. Huh? Can I be real with y'all? If I hadn't offended you yet, can I offend everybody in the room now? It doesn't matter if they have a hashtag Black Lives Matter or they're wearing a MAGA hat. Because the ones that's running Black Lives Matter are woke. And the ones that are running Make America Great Again are also woke. Because both of them are only about the agenda of themselves. Not that black lives don't matter. Huh? Not that we don't want America to be great. It's the catchphrases of the two organizations that have turned themselves into a religion. I remember sitting in on several panels when all of the, the, the things that were happening in the streets during the pandemic. And Black Lives Matter was everywhere. I sit on this, this stage on a panel, half white pastors, half black pastors. I sat in another church that was recorded and put online, half white pastors, half black pastors. They, why did they invite me and some of the other white pastors? Because they know me. They know that I, I got more black pastor friends than I do white pastor friends. And I'm a multicultural pastor of a multicultural church, and I ain't no white boy. Now, I remember sitting on that panel, I mean, no detriment to, to these pastors because these were great men of God. The black pastors and the white pastors were all my personal close friends. So we're taping it live, okay? Ain't no room for us to say, stop, let's talk about that. We're, ta we're taping it live. And one person said something about uh, the organization Black Lives Matter, and the other person said, well, can I ask you a question? Have you gone to blacklivesmatter.com? And the pastor said, no, why would I do that? He said, well, you need to. He goes, why? He said, so you don't know what's on blacklivesmatter.com, the founding organization, people. No, I don't. This is, what, this, is what the, this is what the website said. I read it with my own eyes. And then when the word got out, they took it down. This was the first tenet on the website. We declare and are determined to bring down the destruction of the nucleus family known as a husband and a wife and children. We embrace gay marriage. We embrace transgenderism. This was all on blacklivesmatter.com. You know what that did? That overshadowed every good thing they were trying to say against the demon of racism. Any believer that is a believer is against the demonic sin from the pits of hell that separates anybody on any level based on skin color. It is of the pits of hell. Stop thinking you can be mildly racist and be a Christian. You can't. You can't. Am I preaching right? But you can't also follow people 
who believe you are an idiot for believing in God and for believing in the structure of the family that believe the greatest enemy against civil rights. Listen to me. This is the religion of wokeism. The greatest enemy of civil rights is crazy enough in the religion of wokeism. The very move of God that brought civil rights, that tore down segregation, that took that tore down, the, gave the rights of a woman to vote, gave the rights of every race to vote. It was the church. It was the preachers. It was the preachers of the gospel saying, I have a dream. I have a dream. Are y'all hearing me? I might not make it to the, to the promised land, but I can tell you this. I've been to the mountain, and I've seen the pro- It was preachers like Dr. King. Now they want to say, you're the enemy. I'm 54 years old. The older I get, the less I'm worried about it. Because here's what I told my wife, and I've told her several times. I used to worry about people leaving. I don't want to see nobody leaving you. And I'll, tell you, and I'll tell you what, I don't care how many times you say don't take it personal. You, as a pastor, you take it personal. It hurts. But I mean this, not cocky, not full of myself, but boldly knowing who I am in God in this moment. If you leave, you must not want what God's got on me. And you know what? I'm not going to beg you to get it. You're either going to let me be your pastor because I'm not your hireling. I'm not your employee. I'm not your preacher. But you need to find somebody that is if I'm not. Because I don't want you wandering out there without a shepherd. All right. I'm almost to my introduction. It's not a joke. It's serious. Y'all understand? I stood in this, po- in this podium, on, on this pulpit, and said with this microphone, when other white pastors were scared to say it, I said in this pulpit, I want everyone to know in this room and on this camera, I want everyone to hear the pastor of this church say these words, black lives matter. I said it on this pulpit. I wanted, to, I wanted the African-American people in this church to know that not only do their lives matter to me, but their children's lives matter to me, their grandchildren's lives matters to me, and all the hell that they've had to go through to get where they got to right now matters to me. I got blowback on it. Online. The religion of the wokeism. Because... I won't say it like my granddaddy used to say it. And my granddaddy used to say it this way. You blank if you do and you blank if you don't. But he didn't say blank. You stop the water if you do. You stop the water if you don't. Y'all get that? Many people believe that hashtag stay woke is simply regarding racism. And you know what? When it first came out, it was. 
But just like everything else, everything that started with a good intention, if it's not covered in the blood of Jesus, will be hijacked. Marriage has been hijacked. The word love has been hijacked. Love is what was created by God. But now it's hijacked and got people's t-shirts and bumper stickers. Love is love. We know what that means now, right? There was a day we went, love is love. That's right, God is love. Now I don't mean that. Rainbow's been hijacked. What it means to be a parent's been hijacked. Preaching has been hijacked. Church services have been hijacked. When God used to move in the house, now they got to get it all done in, in, in 50 to 60 minutes, get you back out. How we worship God's been hijacked. Everything's been hijacked. And sometimes you got to walk away from something, a term that is being misused. Or you have, you have to walk away from that term and not use it when you know what the baggage that comes with it. Or you have to be bold enough to take it back. Are we bold enough to teach our children what the rainbow really means? Because if you don't teach them what the rainbow means, the religion of wokeism is, is standing in line through the form of their teacher, teachers' unions, TikTok, YouTube, to tell you what it means. If you don't tell your daughter that she is a beautiful young lady and a woman, if you don't tell your son that he's a fine young man who's going to grow up to be a great husband and father to a beautiful woman that God is going to give him, the world will tell him, if he, you don't like to play football, you don't like sports, well, you might be a girl. Remember when everybody changed their profile to the Ukrainian flag? When's the, when's the last time you heard anybody talk about the war in Ukraine? But yet our government has given them billions upon billions upon billions. I'm talking about over, getting close to $100 billion while we're in the economic situation that we're in. And everybody at one time, they all changed it. They all had hashtags, you know, war in Ukraine, we love Ukraine, all this. Nobody's even talking about it anymore. Why? Because it's time to move on to a new hashtag. But you know what? While we've moved on to a new hashtag, there's still people dying in Ukraine. But we have become programmed to move from hashtag to hashtag to movement to movement to voice to voice to voice. And if we don't move when everybody else moves, we are labeled hateful, bigoted, racist. Uh, come on, y'all hearing me. We better move when, when the political leaders, when the radio hosts, when the podcast hosts tell us to move. We better move. It's the religion. It's the religion. It's sheep following their shepherd. While the true shepherds and the true remnant is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 
Oh, we can't talk about Ukraine now. Monkeypox, monkeypox, monkeypox. Now, y'all don't want me to say what's on my mind. When they, when they found out, when it got out of how 98, now it's 98.9%, how 98.9% people got it or live in a house with somebody that's practicing the lifestyle that got it. Nobody wants to talk about monkeypox no more. Now we're moving on to, better get ready for the next variant of COVID that's coming. Better get ready for the flu. Get your flu shot. All these, everybody's talking about, get ready, get ready. Because they done moved on from monkeypox. Because when that got out, that's not the narrative we want you to say. We don't want you to talk about how you get monkeypox. Forget monkeypox. You know what the CDC just came out and said? This was like last week. They're right now. Mark my words. You heard me say it. They said, we're going to change the name of the virus monkeypox because of the negative narrative that comes with the name. So they're going to change this some kind of variant, B4126. People are like, be careful, don't get B4126. Oh, you mean monkeypox? Oh, no, 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 no. B4126. So I went to dictionary.com and I looked up the word woke. Here's the definition of dictionary.com. Having or marked by an active awareness of systemic injustices and prejudices, especially those related to civil and human rights. That's dictionary.com. Okay. Aware of the facts? True situation. I'm going to read it again. Having, this is official definition, dictionary.com, having a mark by acute awareness of systemic injustice and prejudice, especially those related to civil and human rights. Next part of the definition, dictionary.com, fully aware of the facts, true situations and true situations. I'm going to tell you something. Just because you call it a fact don't mean it's a fact. Just because you're aware of a false narrative, you ain't aware of the facts. Here's the fact. You want to know a fact? How about you get woke on this fact? No matter if you knew your mama or not, you came out of her. Here's another fact. Whether you ever know who your daddy is to this day, he had something in you. He put in somebody else, and whoop, there it is. Huh? If you don't know either one of them, you was raised by your grandparents. I mean this don't, I mean no harm. You just dropped off at the local fire station and the fire chief picked you up and took you to the adoption agency and you don't even know how you got there. Somewhere back there, here's the facts. God knew there was a woman and there was a man and they got together, whether good, bad, or ugly, and you came as an example. Oh, here's the facts. You want to get woke? Here's, here's the facts. That all started in the garden. God told them that in the garden because it was a fact. He said it is not good that man should be alone. Here's a fact. You want to get woke on a fact? Here's a fact. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife and the two shall become flat. There's a fact. Oh, here's another fact. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. There's a fact. Here's an oh my God. Here's another fact. He that knew no sin became sin so that we might be saved. Here's another fact. There was a man named Jesus that lived 
live and change the world, we had to start counting time over because he came into this world. Here's another fact. They laid him in a tomb and they sealed it. But three days later, the stone was rolled away. Here's another fact. While stand you gazing, for in like manner as you see him go away, so shall he come again. If you if you're gonna get woke on something, get woke on the real fact. Here's another fact. Stay on your feet if you're already standing. Here's another fact. You are in the gathering of the church right now. Here's another fact. They've been doing this for over 2,000 years. They ain't stopping now. Here's another fact. No matter what section you look at, there's people of different races in each one of them. That's a fact. Shouting the preacher down together. When, the, when you all hear the shouting, you, you all hear the amen. You can't tell which one was black, which one was white. Come here, Richard. Come here, brother. General. General of the faith. He's my resident military expert. This man has saw front lines, y'all. True battles. You know the only, you say, well, y'all look identical. Y'all have this, yeah, we're brothers. We're twins. We're twins. We're twins. Same DNA. Here's the truth. If you cut him open, here's the fact. His blood looks just like my blood. Huh? Here's another fact. Right inside that chest is a heart. Right inside this chest is a heart. His heart put in the right hands of the right physician could work inside my chest. My chest could work in. Watch this. If you ever look for car parts and you search for used car parts, a lot of these places will say, Click here for interchangeable parts. Mm -hmm. Meaning that this one worked in a GMC Sierra. It came out of a GMC Sierra, but it worked real good in your Silverado. Mm -hmm. Because you got different names, mm -hmm. different body styles. Same parts. Same. Only different. There is a difference between us mm -hmm. in the natural, not in the spiritual. Good night, there's a difference. He's a little taller. That's one difference. Another difference. He got just a little bit more what they call melanin in his skin. That's it. That's it. There ain't one single difference. He's just a little bit darker. But a lot of folks lay out in the sun to try to get darker. Huh? And then they end up getting skin cancer. Yeah. Here's a fact. This ain't just something I say. This is my brother. My pastor. This is my pastor. We've been through some stuff together. Oh, yes, sir. We've been through some hell together yes, that sir. people don't even know about. Conversations and prayers and standing in the gap for our family. Yes, sir. You praying for my child, me praying for your children. Yes, We've been through battles. Yes, sir. 
you're going to get woke on something. Get woke on what the body looks like. See, when you really look at what the body looks like, you will stop only listening to Republican voices. Now the rest of you need me to shout to tell you the other one. Stop listening to Democrat voices. Now you feel better. Because you're like, God, he's just going to call out the Republican. I had so much more I was supposed to say today that I didn't get to say. As always, next week. But the question is, will you be back? This is what the body looks like. But, but, but watch this. Be careful. Be careful not to buy into the only, it's only black and white. You understand there's more races than. That's right. That's it. You trust me? I'm going to say something. Okay. <laughs> I'm correctly positioning myself next to my brother. The word race was a concept invented by man. Not in the Bible. There were nationalities and nations and faiths in the Bible. Do you understand there were people of all colored skin that were Jews? Race was an invention of the religion of wokeism. Because he thought, well, if I can't divide the church out there, I'll divide them in here. And that's why to this day, 90 plus percent of all churches in America are either all white, all black, all Hispanic, or all Asian. Because we think race is culture. And race is not culture. Race is man looking at the skin of another person and identifying them by their skin. But God said, I don't look on the flesh. I look at the heart of man. In God, there is no race. There's only humanity. Is that okay? Am I still your pastor? Still your daddy? All right. Father, I thank you. for the boldness that, God, you have put on me to say what I've said today. And I understand that it, I'm going to need more of it. Help me, God, to not speak out of anger, out of even offense myself or hurt or political ideology. Help, help to guard my mind, my heart, my mouth, that the words that come out of my mouth will never be rooted in personal preference, but will be rooted scripture in your will God I believe that there's true remnant revival happening in this house and people of all races and I use that term because it's an accepted term in our world people of all races ethnicities 
and cultures will be drawn to the fire that is in this house. And don't buy into any other religion and any other ideology except the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the Lord a praise? Listen, here's your altar call right there where you're standing. Raise your hands all over this house and say, I receive it. I might not agree with it, but he's my pastor. And everything he said was based in the Bible. So God, I receive it into my heart. I will receive it and speak it and live it. Not because a man said it, because God's word said it. I am a voice. I will not be an echo of any other religion. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.